Well, we're in a series uh, about remembering and forgetting. And so if you would turn to Psalm 103, we're, we're finding out in the Word of God that we're supposed to remember some stuff. Or if Psalm 103 puts it this way, don't forget. Don't forget is the same as remember, isn't it? And there are some other things that we need to forget. Paul said this one thing I do, forgetting those things that lie behind. We need to forget some things. How many of you like to sow seed? You like to sow seed and you'd like for God to give you some seed to sow. How many of you? Raise your hand. The Holy Ghost showed me this in the prayer room, gave me this for you. Now, I don't know if it's for every person here, but it possibly could be. And he said he's going to give you some seed to sow tonight. Okay? Here's what it is. Now, this is the truth. This is what the Holy Spirit gave me in the prayer room. He's going to give you some seed to sow tonight into the kingdom of God. Going to get a good harvest on this seed. Big harvest. Everybody in here that somebody owes you money. I mean, I'm talking about somebody didn't pay you something that they owed you. Maybe years ago. Maybe 25, 30 years ago. Anybody got any people, anybody in here got somebody owes them money? Amen. Well, you got some seed. You can sow it right now tonight. You can sow it. You can either walk around with this them owing you money, probably for the rest of your life. If it's gone a long time, they're probably not going to pay. Or you can sow it for seed. See, you can you can sow it as seed and then forget it. Amen. Now there's now I got to warn you about this. If you sow it for seed, you're going to get a good harvest on it. God's going to honor it. You're going to have to do this by faith. And you say, Father, that person that owes me $10 or $2,000 or whatever it is, I sow that as seed right now into the kingdom of God. I let it go, just like if you put it in the offering plate. I'm dead to it. I die to that. And here's the catch, though. If they come up to you tomorrow and say, you know what, I just got a big inheritance and I'm going to pay you that money I owe you. If you sowed it at seed, you can't take it. You can't ta- you'll have to say, no, you don't owe me anything. They'll go, what? And you'll have to explain to them the, you know, the scenario. But now, y'all got real serious about that. I didn't realize this would, boy, I didn't know this was going to turn the whole church Presbyterian. But... Um, <laughs> But really, the Holy Ghost spoke to me that, that you, He would give you seed to sow tonight that way. Amen? And that would be a marvelous thing for you to do with it. I look at it this way. I can either sow it and get a return on it, or I can just go the rest of my life with it bugging me and me remembering what they did. And you can do this. Hey, listen, anybody ever had something stolen from you? Anybody ever steal? I, I, heard, I heard that... Uh, on the street we used to ride the street we right behind us where we used to live in Seminole that somebody's stealing all the pumpkins this year. So nearly all of us have had something stolen from us, hadn't we? Even if it's just a pumpkin off our porch or something. So if you've had something stolen from you, you know what? You can do the very same thing. You can sow it as seed. Instead of just being without it, that's what you need to do. But when you sow it, you know there's the implication of forgiving. And then even like we're talking about, see, we're talking about remembering some things and we're talking about forgetting some things. Forget it. Also, if you sow it, guess what? You can't talk about the fact that they owe you. 
You know, and sometimes we kind of enjoy that. You know, we kind of enjoy, well, you know, they beat us out of it, you know, or something. So we can sow some things. We can sow seed tonight. Let's pray and do that. Some of you may not want to participate. Some of you may say, no, you know, they owe me, bless God, they owe me. You know, well, that's up to you. You know, I, this is a faith thing. It has to be done by faith. So let's bow and we're, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you're doing that, if you're sowing, maybe you're sowing something that was stolen. Hey, this is, this is, God has a good plan. He's the only one that can take something that was stolen from you that you're never going to get back anyway and turn it into seed. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Father, now you directed us this way in the prayer room. So there's somebody or many people here tonight that you're leading them and they need to sow this seed. And so, Father God, we do that right now by an act of our faith. We sow that as seed into the kingdom of God. And you honor it just like you would the offering bucket going by. And Father, we release the people from that debt. Lord, we forgive them. And not only do we forgive them, we forget it. And in our heart, it's just like they paid us. And we do it willingly and we do it cheerfully. And Father, you are faithful to give the return on that seed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And Father, those that have been stolen from, the same thing. Lord, sowing those articles or that money or Father God, those, that, those material things. We sow that in the name of Jesus. Praise God. We thank you for the harvest on it. And Lord, we are choosing to forget this. And we're choosing to forget this so we can remember some other things that we need to remember. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, some of you sowed some seed tonight. Hallelujah. You've been asking God for seed to sow. Sometimes He, he comes at us from a different direction, doesn't He? Hallelujah. Well, are you at Psalm 103? Verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Praise God. Now, we've been studying Psalm 103. We need to remember some things he said he said don't forget these things now he we've just talked about some things we need to forget see so many times as christians we're remembering all the wrong things and we're not for, we're we're not forgetting what we ought to forget and we're not remembering what we ought to remember and if you're remembering the wrong things it'll crowd your heart up so you can't remember the things you need to remember amen, amen. forgetting what we need to forget keeps our heart from being cluttered up 
Forgetting and forgiving people keeps our heart uncluttered, doesn't it? Forgetting those things that lie behind, forgetting our past, that keeps our heart uncluttered. We don't need to keep our failures up there in front of our face all the time. We need to get rid of things in our house that remind us of our failures. I don't know what that, I'm not, don't know what that would be, but sometimes we've got things laying around that remind us of failures. And we need to put the forget those things that lie behind. Amen? And you know, even things that we can be sentimental over all the wrong things. You know what I mean? And we need to forget some things. But here's some things that he said, I don't want you to forget. I want you to remember these things. And uh, the things he wants us to remember are his benefits. Now, he just listed some benefits there. And he says, and here's the thing, is that we receive the benefits of our covenant. We receive them by faith. Everything, have you caught on yet? Have you caught on if you've been coming to this church any time at all? Have you caught on yet that everything in the kingdom of God is by faith? That's why we sing the song, I walk by faith. Each step by faith. Every prayer I pray is a prayer of faith. Every step I take is a prayer of faith. Nothing moves in the kingdom apart from faith. God is not a sympathetic God. He's compassionate, but He's not sympathetic. In other words, He's not moved based on need. Otherwise, there's places in the world that there's people far needier than you are. There's places God in the world that hardly have a move of God at all where there's tremendous need, but need does not move God. Now, God loves the people. He cares for people. He's tender towards people, but He's only moved by faith. And He will do nearly anything to get you in faith. He does nearly anything to get you to take a step of faith toward Him. Because if you take even a small step of faith toward Him, He can meet it. He can answer. He can jump out there. So everything in the kingdom is by faith. And these benefits here that we just read in Psalm 103 are received by faith. And this is a specific faith. This is not a casual or a passive faith in a higher being. You know, there's a lot of people that have a passive sort of faith that there's some sort of a higher being and that, you know, they have the bumper stickers that say God is in control, which He's not. If He was, He's sure not a very good God because this world's in a big fat mess. It really is. But God's not in control. He gave the authority to us. And we know that. And more and more, we're taking our authority. Amen? Hallelujah. I know that there's one church, at least, this one, that's taking authority in Tuscaloosa County. Praise God. Hallelujah for that. Well, um, so this is not a passive sort of faith. In, this is not even a passive faith in Christ. Believing that somehow God's going to take care of us, that He's going to help us make it through. Now that's how most Christians approach this. But what it is, it's a specific faith released for these benefits individually. It's not enough to believe for one and hope you'll just get the others without believing. See, we've made faith into something hard that it's really not. And so it's like, man, I don't want to go to any work or effort. Well, faith is not a hard thing. It's easier to live by faith than it is to, to not live by faith. It's easier to live by faith than it is to not live by faith. But see, we kind of get faith kind of messed up in our minds. And we start approaching it from some sort of weird, weird perspective. Listen, faith is this. The spirit of faith is this. It's believing and speaking. 
That's all faith is, is believing and speaking. The spirit of faith is believing and speaking. You believe, therefore you speak. You believe, therefore you speak. That's the spirit of faith. Now, so these are not passive Christian blessings. And we activate these benefits. We've studied this already. I'm reviewing a little bit. We activate these benefits. He tells us how there in verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. We activate the benefits like the psalmist said by praising the Lord for the benefits. When we praise the Lord for His benefits, it activates the benefits in our life. Why is that? Because faith is believing and saying. So when we believe the benefits, we read it and say, I believe that. And we praise Him for it. We've just activated it in our life. Amen? And so that's easy enough, isn't it? And He said, he said Bless the Lord, O my soul. And the Amplified Bible there says, Affectionately and gratefully praise the Lord. That, that, that helps us a little on bless the Lord. Because this is not just, Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm healed. No, this is, this is a heart thing. It, everything has got to be in the heart or it doesn't count thing. You know, and he said affectionately. That's the emotions. He said, and he's talking about your soul realm here. The soul is mind, will, and emotions. And so when he says affectionately, that's our emotions. My emotions have to be involved. And then he says gratefully. That's that's being thankful. And that is my will. I am thankful with my will. So I'm getting my soul realm involved in here. I'm getting my soul realm lined up with my spirit. I'm a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. But i got to get my soul lined up with my spirit. Otherwise, my soul will line up with my flesh. And I don't want my soul to line up with my flesh because the Bible says that the flesh is enmity towards God. I don't want my soul to line up with my flesh. So that's where the battle is. I'm always, I'm not having to work on my spirit. I'm always pulling on my soul and saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Line up. Get in line, get in line with my spirit. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise God, hallelujah. So this is a this is this is involved in it. I mean, in other words, your heart, your emotions, your soul is involved in this. This is what Psalm, I think it's Psalm 42 says, this is deep calling unto deep. This is not just flippantly off the top of your head. Well, thank you, Jesus, that you protect us. The Lord spoke to me in the prayer room. Another thing He spoke to me, He said being a passive Christian is like playing Russian roulette. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose in this world. Being a Christian is not enough. Being passive about the promises of God. Being a, it's, it's Russian roulette. Yeah, that you may, and, and you know there are some that make it through. There are a few people that make it through and they make it through fairly healthy and they make it through without too many tragedies or incidences. But you know what? Most Christians don't. If you are not actively, 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 actively staying on the promises of God, chances are you're not going to make it through life without Satan whopping you over the head. Or your kids... Sometimes that's how it happens. Okay, so um, this is an active thing. This is simple, though. So I don't want you to make it hard, but we've got we got to be active about it. Now, the benefits are these. First of all, he says that he, um, in verse 3, he forgiveth all thine iniquities. We studied that extensively. Then he said that he forgives, and I like the way the Amplified says it, each one of all my diseases. Each one, he, he heals each one of all my diseases. Hallelujah for health. 
Hallelujah for divine health. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for healing each one of all our diseases. Praise God. And we've had some tremendous healings in this church. This morning, some healings that people are reporting back that said, you know, it still doesn't hurt. God healed me and it still doesn't hurt. And, and you know, eyes getting healed and, and sugar diabetes healed in this church three weeks ago. I'm talking about doctors said, get off of your medication, your insulin. And praise God, me, I've been healed. And you've been healed. I know we could just stand up and say, let's give testimonies. And we could give testimonies all night of how God has supernaturally healed our bodies. Hallelujah. He heals each one of all our diseases. This is a benefit. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Then he said, he redeems my life from destruction. Now we know that, you know, we talked about that. How that's, that's walking in safety. That's, that's being free from destruction. That's being free from calamity. Praise God, we can go to sleep at night and the Bible says that the Word keeps us. That the Word of God will keep us. Amen. I am kept by the Word of God through faith. Or kept by the power of God through faith. And then in Psalms it says that, I, that the Word of God keeps me. We, can, we don't have to be afraid of tragedy. We don't have to be afraid of destruction. I guarantee you when the earthquake comes to the, to, the, to the freeway, you won't be on it. Amen. The Bible says, and see, this, this scripture, this, this redeems my life from destruction, this is amplified throughout the Bible in other scriptures. Psalm 91 says that, that though a thousand fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, it will not come near me. It says, only with my eyes will I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Let me tell you something. Car wrecks are the reward of the wicked. We're not supposed to be a part of them. Only with our eyes. I've really even liked for God to keep me from seeing them. You don't know how... I've never seen a car wreck. I mean, I've never seen it happen. I've never seen... I've never heard the squealing and the metal crunching and all that. Now, I've, we've driven up on some afterwards. because I, I, And I'm thankful God keeps us from those things. He orders our steps. That's why you can't be mad at the little old man that's driving slow in front of you. You know, Really? Because you're at the right place at the right time. And the little old man that's driving slow in front of you is causing you to miss things. I've proved it out over and over. I've missed things because of those little old men and little old ladies. Amen. Not just men. Oh, I mean, okay. Well, I, I, you know, I'm thinking of some specific little old men when I say that, you know. I praise God. Hallelujah. We, we, boy, I tell you, only with our eyes do we behold and see the reward of the wicked. We've been redeemed from destruction, but we got to get active about this. Amen. Releasing our faith in this. Believing God for it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Not hard, but just not walking through life passive. Okay, sirrah, sirrah, what will be, will be. No, it won't. What you let be, will be. Amen? Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. One version says whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbid, forbidden in heaven. Amen? And you see, your faith does all of that. 
Thank you, Jesus. Well, and then he says, let me see where I'm at. He says, he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. We've studied that extensively, how God wants to show you loving kindness and tender mercies. He wants to put favor on your life. You have favor everywhere you go. In, the NIV in that about that verse says this. He satisfies... No, excuse me, the next verse we're going on. In the King James it says... Um, he, he who satisfies thy mouth with good things. The NIV says about that, he satisfies my desires with good things. He said, I like that better. That's a better translation. He satisfies my desires with good things. Now, we talked extensively last week about all the good things that God wants to satisfy us with. We looked up goodly houses. We looked up the blessings. He wants you dressed in fine linen and purple. That's what the Word says. He shouldn't have put it in there if He didn't mean it. Amen. Amen? He shouldn't have put it in the Bible if he didn't mean it. And because he put the, it in the Bible, I'm going to take him literally. I'm going to take him at his word. I'm going to prosper because he said I could. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. And that's just what you have to make up your mind to. Amen. Now, it's just like that letter we read. There is opposition, isn't there? There's some opposition out there. But you don't have to let it stop you. God's been saying to me all day, just and we prayed this in the prayer room, both services, is He's been saying to me, just keep walking by faith. When things don't go like you thought they would go, when things don't go, just keep, if you'll just keep walking by faith, we sing a song, God will work it all out. I, I forget the song, I just remember that line. God will work it all out. If you'll just keep walking by faith. But too many times we get a bad report or a negative report that says, no, it's not going to happen like that. And you know what we do? We cast away our confidence. And we say, oh, well, that didn't work. No, if you'll just keep walking by faith. I've found and proved in my life that if I'll just keep walking by faith, eventually I always come out on top. And that goes for healing. That goes for God working out your financial. And we've been through some tremendous things financially where things did not look good. But if you'll just keep walking by faith, God will always work it out. I don't care how big a debt it is. I don't care how, I don't care what the IRS says. God will work it out if you will walk by faith. But you just have to keep walking. When circumstances around you are hollering, He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies your desires with good things. He puts your desires in you and He satisfies them. Now let's go to the next one. He said, it says in the Psalms, My youth is renewed like the eagles. Now if you look at that in the Word there, it looks like that in verse 5 who satisfies my mouth with good things, so that my thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Did you notice there that that word, so that, is italicized? That means it's not in the original. That a translator added that trying to clarify, but in a lot of times the translators in trying to clarify just muddied the thing. And that so that just made it muddier. And so what it, what it, should, what it is, is it's a, just another benefit. It's not related to the top, the one right before it specifically. Actually, the Holy Spirit showed me it's actually related to all of them. It takes all of the ones before that to get this one. You can't get your youth renewed like the eagles without being forgiven of sin. You can't get your youth renewed like the eagles without being healed. You can't get your youth renewed like the eagles without being 
free from that destruction. You can't get your youth renewed like the eagles without him, without the favor of God on you, without him crowning you with loving kindness and tender mercies. I don't know about you, but I've just noticed that people that are sinners, in other words, they're not saved and they just practice sin habitually, they look old and they get old fast. There is something very aging about sin. It's the curse of this world, and it works in you fast when, 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 uh, when you're in sin. I've noticed that people are, that are sick and aren't healed, they look old and they get old fast. Did you know that? Did you know something else that's very aging is poverty? You need to prosper if you want to stay young. For one thing, you can afford to do some things if you prosper. I mean, really and truly. You know, they can do wonders at the Estee Lauder counter. <laughs> but, and that'll help, but it's more than that. There's something that comes from within. Amen. Amen. There's something that keeps us young from the inside out and causes our youth to be renewed like the eagles. Listen, this covenant that we have with Almighty God, this is a covenant of longevity. Psalm 91, 16 says that he, um, he uh, what does it say? He satisfies us with long life. I knew it was right there. He satisfies us with long life. We're supposed to have longevity. We're not supposed to stop at 70. We're not supposed to stop at 80. Most people do. There's a temptation when you retire to retire from your faith. Listen, Caleb didn't. He was taking the mountain at 80. Yeah. He was believing God for a new house on the mountain at 80. Oh, I tell you what, he was believing for it. At 80. See, the world, see, don't get under the world system. The world system says, well, now at this age, you know, they say at 40 to 50, you're going to have a midlife crisis, men. That's what they say. That's the world. You don't have to have it. They say that women, you know, that they're going to have all sorts of stuff that we won't go into. Don't they? they you know, they tell you that after birth you're going to have this. Before birth you have that. And you don't have to have any of those things. Amen? That's the world. I'm redeemed from that. Are you? But I have to get active about it. I have to get passionate about it. Amen. You gotta get you gotta make up your mind ahead of time. You decide ahead of time. You girls, you are not too young to start deciding some things. If you decide now, Amen. We need to decide some things. I think Leroy Thompson's the one that said it. You better decide when you're 60 what you're going to be when you're 80. Don't wait till you're 80 to decide. When you're 20, decide what you're going to be when you're 40. And what you're going to be like. He renews our youth like the eagles. Amen. I know, see, at 20, you don't think you'll ever be anything but what you are. But if you don't work on the Word of God and get your faith in the Word of God, this old world will take a toll. Isn't that, the right, isn't that the truth? Hallelujah. Well, our youth is renewed like the eagles. God, Our God satisfies us with long life. And I don't know about you, but I don't want long life if it's going to be broke down and, and older and 
Methuselah looking and, you know, it'd be better to go on and be with Jesus. Amen. I, don't you want your youth renewed like the eagle to live long? Amen. Praise God, I tell you. Well, thank you, Jesus. So we got to act of faith, our faith, in all these other benefits in order to have the youth renewed like the eagle benefit. Let me see what else I've got here. I got some good stuff. <clears throat> oh, the Lord wanted me to talk to you about this, according about you renewing your youth like the eagle. He wanted me to talk to you tonight about being tired. Some of you are succumbing to a worldly way of being tired. He renews our youth like the eagle. He's got a strength for us, if we'll tap into it, that we can tap into by faith. Now, He did set our bodies up to need food and water and rest. And we're supposed to get food, and we're supposed to get water, and we're supposed to get rest. So we're not saying we don't get these things. But I tell you what, the devil tries to work on our bodies to be tired when we've had rest. And we've had food and we've had water. And you know, when, when you begin to feel tired and it's not the time to go to bed, now if it's time to go to bed, you need to go. That's the real simple. Go. Amen. But if it's not the time, if it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you've got to work and you're tired. You know, there's, you know what? There's a way not to have that. You know what that is? That's the flesh. And you have to do two things with the flesh. You either yield to it or you resist it. And you need to resist tiredness just like you would sin. Resist tiredness just like you would sickness. Because it's a part of the curse when it's not in the natural what God ordained. God ordained for you to have sleep. You know what I'm talking about. And if it gets 11 o'clock at night and you're tired, you're not supposed to be rebuking it and resisting it. You're supposed to go to bed. Amen. It's real simple. But when it's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or when you wake up in the morning and you've had a night's sleep and you feel tired, you need to resist that. Instead, you know what we do? We agree with it mostly. We say, I'm so tired. I, I used to confess this, I'm too pooped to pop. That was my confession. Really. My husband would get on to me and say, Debbie, quit saying you're tired. And I quit saying I was tired. And we need to quit saying we are. Because our youth is renewed like the eagles. Weariness and tiredness are in our flesh. Spiritual weariness and weariness of mind or body, we are redeemed from it. When you come in from work and your mind is tired because you've been working with figures all day or computers all day, you're redeemed from that. You're redeemed from it just like you're redeemed from the flu and headache and measles and all those things. You're redeemed from all those things and you know it. You're redeemed from tiredness. Well, you know, what are you supposed to do about it? Well, you resist it. And you resist it by saying what you have. You can ask God, Father, now I'm going to ask you for supernatural strength right now. You know what? You'll get it. You'll get it if you'll ask Him for supernatural strength. There's a supernatural strength that we can tap into. Amen? I want you to look at some scriptures because you might not believe me. Turn to John chapter 4 verse 32. God doesn't want you to be weary throughout the day. 
God doesn't want you to be tired when you get off of work. You, most of you have a lot to do when you get off work. You do. You, you can't just plop down and do nothing the rest of the evening. God wants you to have a supernatural strength that carries you all day. In John chapter 4, verse 32, we get a hint of Jesus walking in something that we can have. He said, um, well, let's start up higher. He said, in verse 29, they said, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? And then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. And he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Now he's beginning to give them a hint that not that he, because we know that Jesus ate, that he physically ate, because we have other scriptures that show that. But he's giving them a hint here that there is something supernatural that he taps into that makes him not necessarily need to eat just because they think he ought to eat. There's a supernatural strength he could tap into. He said, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. In other words, ye don't understand this meat. Family, you can tap into that same meat. You know, when you're tired, sometimes eating will give you strength, won't it? But I tell you what, it's not always... It's sometimes you're tired and you eat and you doesn't, you, you, it doesn't do that. There's a supernatural strength that we can tap into. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he gives us another, uh, Jesus gives another indication that there's something in the spirit realm, there's something that we can have that he had. Matthew 4, 4. Well, we'll read up from the first. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungered. He was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, Listen, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He said the word of God is a strength, and it'll feed me and it'll satisfy me and it'll give me a strength that you know the devil there's no way he can understand it you can get some strength from the word of God you can tap into a supernatural strength now I can tell you not everybody's going to do this not every Christian is going to do this but I tell you we're going to need it in these last days there's a work to be done time is short we've got a lot to do in a little bit of time some of us still have to go to jobs 8 to 5 or 7 to 4 or some other, sometimes other un, more ungodly hours than that. And yet we, we have a desire placed in us by God to do some things for Him. And we need us bread to eat that, that, that the world knows not of. And we need a supernatural strength. We need our youth renewed like the eagles. You remember how much energy you had when you were a teenager? That's what we need. You know, it's just like it's limitless. It's just limitless. Or when our toddlers, you know how much toddlers energy, how much energy toddlers have? That y'all know? Y'all remember? Some of you go, I'm there. I'm there now. <laughs> Well, there's, a, there's a something we can tap into in God. It's a supernatural strength. And God wants us to start calling on it. Now, I've started doing this. I have, in the last few months, God's been showing me this. And I've started tapping into this. 
and just calling on Him and just saying, Father, you know, my day's not over. I can't sit down yet. I, I got some stuff I need to do. I'm asking you for some strength, for some supernatural strength. Praise God. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 25. You can have this, but you can't have this confessing tired. Because it's just like anything else. You can't have, you know this, you can't have health confessing sickness. Amen. You can't have prosperity confessing poverty or confessing lack. You can't have this confessing tiredness. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Matthew 33, verse 25. He says, he's talking about the children of Israel here. Shoes shall be iron and brass, and listen to this, as thy days, so shall thy strength be. Now this is getting over into a system that's not the world's system. Because the world says, well, this is how your strength will be. But he said, no, you do it, it's as your days. In other words, there's days that you need to rest, and you're supposed to rest, and you know what? You need to rest. And you don't have to have the strength you're going to have to have on other days. But there are days that we got to have supernatural strength. Amen? And we have to have it for this end time move of God and what He has called us to do. You're going to have to have it. I'm going to have to have it. Pastor's going to have to have it. And that doesn't mean we're not going to get rest. We are going to get rest. But there's going to be days in these end times that are supernaturally demanding and we need supernatural rest. We need a strength that comes from Him. I don't know. And part of it is working under the anointing. The anointing can make you tired in ways that you've never felt that tired before. It's a different kind of tired. But we have a supernatural strength. Amen. And so you need to call on Him. I want to challenge you that the next time you feel tired, don't yield to it, resist it. Don't go turn into a couch potato and sit and watch something you didn't want to watch just because you're tired and your mind's just... You know, sometimes your mind's so tired you'll just sit there and you'll just do this and you're not enjoying it. If, you know, it'd be different if you sat down and just purposely watch something you enjoyed. But I'm talking about just... You know, just, you know, just tre just going through the motions here just because you're so tired. I'm going to challenge you to call on a supernatural strength. Now, let me warn you, you just don't, when you call on the supernatural strength on the God, of God, it's just like anything, you've got to act in faith. You can't just lay on the couch saying, now when this supernatural strength hits me, I'll get up and do something. No, you take a step of faith, don't you? And you get up off the couch and you begin, to, you begin by faith to do it. You can do this, see, sometimes that's what the enemy tries to do on Wednesday. He tries to make you tired so you won't get your midweek dose of the Holy Ghost. That way he's got a better chance of getting you out of faith Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And so, so Wednesday night, you can say, no, I've got a supernatural strength. I've got bread to eat that you know not of. And I take my supernatural strength, and by an act of faith, you get up and start putting your church clothes on. And by an act of faith, you get in the car. And I tell you, before you know it, that anointing of God hits you. And you come to church, and you're less tired than when you left work that day. It works that way. It works that way every time, every time. First Kings chapter 19. Because he renews our youth like the eagles. Do you want to be young? I want to be young. Well, I tell you, this is the fountain of youth. You found it. 
You found it. Jesus is the fountain of youth if you will activate your faith. 1 Kings chapter 19. You have to stay active. 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 4 says, um, But he himself, and this is talking about Elijah, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die. You ever been so tired you'd like to die? And said, it is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake bacon on the coals and a cruise of water at his head, and he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. I want to tell you, it was two things. It was natural and it was supernatural. He, there, was, there was rest. He slept. There was water. He drank a cruise of, from a cruise of water. And there was food to eat. It was natural. But I tell you, it says an angel touched him. An angel touched him, and he got a supernatural strength, and that's the strength he... Listen, food doesn't last 40 days. A a, a good night's rest won't last you 40 days. But he got a touch, a supernatural touch from God, and it it says he went in that strength... He went in the strength of that great of that meat 40 days and 40 nights. Listen here in verse 7. Because the journey is too great for thee. Listen, the journey we've got to take in these last days, it's too great for these physical bodies. But if we'll receive that supernatural strength for God, you know, I, in fact, this is where that saying comes from. I've heard preachers say before as they've prayed for people and stuff, God give them strength for the journey. Strength for the journey. That's where that comes from, is this passage of Scripture right here. God wants to give us strength for the journey, a supernatural strength so that we make it to the end. He wants to give you supernatural strength so that when Jesus appears, you're still here. That your old body didn't give out. Amen. He wants you to be here. If you're not already, I want to encourage you to do this. I asked the Lord. I said, Father, I want to be here for the rapture. You need to get active in your faith, believe in Him that you stick around for that. And and you know what? I'm going to be here for it. You know how I know? Because He gave me, I believed Him for it, and one day I was studying the Word, and He gave me Scripture. He gave me Scripture. I know. I know. I know. Now, you need to get active about it. And we'll have supernatural strength for the journey. We got a journey to go on. This church, we got, we got things to do. We got work to do. We're going to need some supernatural strength. Will you receive it? Will you, quit putting, will you start resisting the flesh and quit, quit letting the flesh say, you're tired, you're weary, you know? Amen? And resist it. You're not tired. Some of the times it's not tired. Some of the times it's a, it's a demonic attack against you to try to steal the word from you. Amen? He's attacking some of you right now. <laughs> trying to steal the word from you. Seventy-six times in the book of Psalms, the book of praise, seventy-six times it talks about strength. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? That's because we activate the things of God. 
by praising him. Let's stand up together. Thank you, Jesus.